This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by GameFi. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hi, hi, hi. and very special guest from the IGN Australia office, Cam Shea is joining us. Hello, guys. Thank you for making the flight. It's got to be, like, say it's g'day. Gotta, it's gotta be at least a five or six hour flight from Australia. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's, multiply it's, that by yeah, you know, two really, or three and you're in the, the right ballpark. Do so, you guys use hours there? Uh, we use feet, but only for measuring height. Okay. Uh, everything else is metric. Uh, we weigh our drugs according to the metric. Yeah. Metric oh, hours are weird. That's metric right. hours. <laughs> um, Cam, it took 20 hours for you to get here. You got in this morning, and then you're leaving wow. immediately after this. Yep. So thanks just for flew coming in, just, in for Scoop. Just for this recording of Game That's Scoop. more of a sacrifice than we usually make for Scoop, so thank you. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. True. And can I just say at the top of the show yes. that uh, if I don't make any sense, I'm pretty much on no sleep. Yeah. Oh, so well, that's, you that's know. No okay. sleep at how many beers? I declined <laughs> to drink at lunch, actually, okay. yeah. which is not Same. my. This is totally just screwed. Very off brand for me, okay. but, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'll catch up later on. All right. Um, that's good. I, I wasn't at that lunch, but I was just drinking at my desk. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm good to go. You guys do have <laughs> multiple kegs in this office. Yeah. yeah that's, that's true. You're living the dream. One, One of them's coffee, though, to be fair. Coffee keg. Yeah. 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 The old uh, Guinness. It's yep. to yeah. mix in with the beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, Cam, tell us your favorite game of all time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say right now, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, wow. wow. Okay. Um, That's the coolest answer I've ever heard. Because <laughs> like I it used to be kind of older stuff like I mean Doom was hugely influential for me. Street Fighter 2 was hugely influ- influential for me. Um Wipeout was hugely influential mm. for me. Uh obviously I love like Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island. I mean there's, like there's so many games, right? Sure. Sure, sure. But 
this year I've sunk like a hundred hours into Breath of the Wild. Just this year? Yeah, like I played it last year, but I didn't actually finish it. I came back Mm -hmm. to it this year. And I just adore it. I just adore everything about it. Uh, all the all the layered systems in the, in yeah. that world mm-hmm. are just amazing. And even uh, you know, after I've played through it in its entirety a couple of times, I'm just still discovering new mm-hmm. things and learning new yeah. things and experimenting. Mm-hmm. And it is just the absolute embodiment of what I want from a video game. Yeah. So I love it. We're not allowed to talk about that game anymore on this show. Why? But thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we got a lot of complaints back in the day. I, I think I'm making would, a joke, but oh, we just we just talked we, about it a lot because we, we had to give it some time. It's a very significant game, and now it's back. Now it's now back. it's back. Now it's and retro, this, and this goes to show you just how on top of modern gaming I am right now. <laughs> so yeah, also playing Splatoon two. You know, yep, Splatoon two. There you go. All right, I still play Breath of the Wild. So yeah, good. Uh, well, we do have a uh, great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the big fall gaming season, which I think officially kicks off this week. Right now. Is this going up on Friday? Yeah. It yep, started. Yep, yeah, it's already here. Uh, it's happening. Uh, it's happening. It's actually spring, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, just letting you know. <laughs> Welcome to the spring and gaming we, we, season. And we call it autumn. Um, come on. Let's localize. Let's localize. Come on. You don't Got use it. fall ever? No. Never fall. Wow. All right. But your spring is on the metric system, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Metric spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, let's share what we've been playing, uh, which I think for at least a few of us has been Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. When the is, game. When exactly is this going up? Friday. Okay. After Including the audio. Yeah. So we can just talk Spider-Man. Freely. Yep. That's we're gonna. Yeah. That's the whole idea here. Let Ye- tell us about <laughs> Spider-Man. I've I finished Spider-Man. Yeah. Man, that is a great video game. Great. Nice. I yep. finished Spider-Man too, and I think it's a great video game as well. There you go. So I, I think that it's a great superhero game, mm-hmm. which is tough. And I think the only other two great superhero games are Batman Arkham Asylum, which is city for some people. I understand that. I don't want to argue about that. And then, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Spider-Man 2. And I think this is mm. takes the On best PS2. elements of both those games and puts them in its own game. It definitely There's no Batman in it. It level sets expectations <laughs> right from the opening mission. Are you playing the game as well, Damon? Yeah, but I haven't finished it, yeah. though. Yeah. So the opening mission is you take down Fisk, and that's yep. sort of the tutorial and also sets up the storyline. And yep. you make it to Fisk's office, who this isn't much of a spoiler. This is 10 minutes into the game. Yep. Um, and he's been a legitimate businessman, and they finally figured out you know he's a mob boss, so he's mm-hmm. you know he's being taken down. And in his office, all the columns turn into machine gun turrets. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is going to be that kind of game. Like, just don't think about like it's a very, yeah. very comic booky game. Yeah. Like, bright and even in its like darkest moment, like it has real moments of like pathos, but it's always mm. played from like a comic booky perspective, and and it's telling a very classic like Peter Parker Spider Man story. And like that gun turret moment was, I'm like, all right, okay, I'm on board. Let's just go on this adventure ride, and I'm not going to think about it too much. Mm. And, uh, does it nail the Peter Parker story? It does. It actually. I'm definitely on board if they can get that character right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like, uh, I was more of a Batman kid growing right. up, so I don't have this experience with Spider-Man comics, but I understand that it's always been about him trying to balance his personal life and his professional mm. life, and he's he's not wealthy like, you know, Tony Stark, right? Like, Peter Parker's always had to scrap, mm-hmm. and I think that they do a really, really good job of, uh, of bringing that into a story. And, and thank goodness he's not a little kid in it. Yeah. He's not just starting out. He's not yeah. a little kid. He's but he's still like, young. He's like mid-20s, mm-hmm. so they strike a great balance. There. Yeah, it's that's an interesting era for Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. is just the young Spider-Man's way over told now because mm-hmm. it's been in three different trilogies, mm-hmm. you know, basically since we 
uh, started playing games. And I, I think it's great to see Peter Parker as like his later self where he's like interested in, in, you know, research and science. And, and he's like, has like Batman esque abilities to just make stuff, which is cool. Like he can make cool gadgets and you, you see a lot of those gadgets in the preview stuff. Um, I really like that about it. Where are you at in the game? Are you, are you only a few hours into okay, it? So you can talk about all this. I can talk about early the early game stuff, stuff yeah. yeah, for sure. I was wondering, do you are you guys like ultra impressed with the model of Spider Man? Like every time the the costumes are in frame for me, I, I'm I'm in disbelief at how good hmm. the fabric looks or the stitching or like whatever. It's like or the light bouncing off it. I just I I cannot believe he's actually talking about looking down at the Spider Man costume he's wearing while yep. playing in the game. Yeah. It just looks yeah. unbelievable. He's in lifelike. disbelief at how good he looks at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unlike some yeah, people, amazing. I wear the full Spider Man outfit. I don't <laughs> just go topless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I think the game plays it very, very safe. Hmm. Uh, it's very fun. So some games are more than the sum of their parts, right? Like they're flawed or sort of maybe not so great in some aspects, but they add up to a whole that is really memorable and, hmm. and you know, fresh. Spider-Man in some ways is kind of the opposite. Like the combat's really great. I think the missions are pretty great. I think the story's pretty great. But I'm I'm over it. I've finished it, and now it's kind of already in the rearview mirror for me. Like I don't hmm. feel like it's a game that's going to stick with so- me in any major way. Like, I really, really enjoyed my time with it, but um, I don't necessarily consider it a classic. I consider it, like, a very, very, you know, well-made, you know, competent, very fun game that doesn't really do much to push things forward or take any risks. Well, so in your minds, how does it compare to God of War? I think I like God of War much more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 did, I did think Spider-Man was great. I like Spider-Man more, but I I, I, I I like it because it strives to be, you know, a video game and it's really gameplay focused and, and I like all that. But I think it has some misses with the open world and I think the open world's super boring right. and I, I wanted that to, from this game. I wanted... Uh, it feels great. Like swinging feels great. Mm-hmm. Like that's all perfect. Mm-hmm. But it, you, there's no reason to stop and look at New York. Yep. It, it's just super easy to do all the just like collectible missions. And mm. it's just, you, you just blow it's through the that. Downfall of those kind of games. Manhattan feels very conventional and very much like sort of an old school open world in a way that I, th- I think, you know, we'll see how Red Dead shakes out. But it mm-hmm. feels like it's trying to, you know, present a little bit of a different. Like I, I uh, was swinging through the city and there was a rooftop party, right? And I landed in the middle of the party and everybody's dancing and there's a DJ and nobody, they just like kept, and it's like, <laughs> like Spider-Man's Spider-Man there. there. <laughs> the and it's like, like that's every open world game, right? So I'm picking on Spider-Man yeah. a little bit, but you always hope for a more reactive And, and yet you, you know, go down world. to street level and people will high five you on the street. So there is some level they of have that, that interactive. Yeah. All that stuff's great. Yeah. So it's not like a Ubisoft open world game, like an Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, where it's just so densely packed with stuff. Mm-hmm. To do right, well, that, that's well, you really got to compare stuff like that. That's a step between Breath of the Wild, where like everything you collect is meaningful and interesting yeah. and hidden mm. and puzzle worth puzzling out. In this game, it's like they try to make it as easy as possible for you to do to breeze through all the open world stuff. Like seriously, like there's collectibles that you can swing past and like <laughs> click a button. Nice, like yep. it's really really simple. <laughs> there's nothing puzzly or interesting, but it feels so good to hop around and beat up people. And that's what Spider-Man really should be about. Mm. So it's fine, you know. And I, I prefer the open world to levels anyway, just because getting around is still—it's mm-hmm. like actually relaxing and fun to do nothing in that game, just to zip around mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. Well, it feels and the, cool. And the blend of like out of combat and in combat. I'm zipping around. I'm landing. I'm fighting dudes. I'm back in the air. I like and, doing that. That's a really good point. And all that being seamless, and uh, yeah. it's so impressive and so fun. And it doesn't feel like sort of separate. Like okay, now I'm in fight mode. Now I'm in swing mode. That's it's totally true. It's all one system that's so impressive and mm. polished. 
I've got and, another and question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sunset Overdrive versus Spider-Man. When mm -hmm. you... Because I really love Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I think I was actually talking to you about this a little bit at lunch, but I, I think Sunset Overdrive is I beat it. I love that game. Mm. I think it's 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 oozing with style in both. It's like it has a great soundtrack by mm. this band Cheap Time. It has like a really good like kind of neon look to it, mm. and then it, everything in it is getting around via Tony Hawk style, yep. yeah, tricking and stuff yep. like that. Spider Man loses all of that. It has no personality outside of Marvel's personality right. for hmm. Spider Man, which That's is there's these villains and Spider Man looks like this and and uh, you know that kind of stuff like that's what, it's very expected. It's not like the neon, cool, different Spider Man. Mm. You know, I like Spider Man much more than Sunset. They're both. Uh, I think Insomniac's Brave Spider Man is fairly complicated with its controls. Like you're doing a lot of stuff on the controller, and um, it throws a lot at you. And I don't, but I don't ever feel like it's overwhelming. Mm. Like it strikes a really good balance between. I have this this whole array of options for combat and ways that I can take people out, but I don't feel like I'm hitting the wrong button or fumbling with it or wrestling with it, whereas Sunset, for me, was like one step too far. I, I had a really hard time like getting into the flow of that game, and, mm. and I sort of feel the evolution of that... Uh, you know, complex traversal and combat system and, and what they learned from Sunset. I, I mm. feel a lot of that in, in Spider-Man. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. I never finished Sunset Overdrive. I remember yeah. enjoying my time with it, but just... I remember never. going into it unbelievably cynical because mm. I was like, this game is just mm -hmm. trying so hard to be cool. I'm determined to hate it. And then I played it and just loved it. Yeah, mm. yeah it, it definitely. I was worried about that too, like winning you over. But it's just that they were able to flex a creative muscle in that that I don't mm. think was flexed for Spider-Man. Mm. And that's I think it, it was very traditional the way it goes, right? So yeah. it can be with a license, right? Yeah. Is like maybe there's just too much at that you're restricted in doing. Uh this game doesn't like I don't I don't want to go into that right now actually. I was going to talk about there, there's I'm it's pissed off at the Marvel. I just think people might consider it a spoiler. I don't. Yeah. But I won't go into it. But I think that the Marvel universe I was hoping would be a bigger, different, new universe in mm. video games, mm. but it's still very narrow in this game, and that just makes me sad. I grew up with the X-Men and Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and everything all being part of this universe, yeah. and I want that to be part of games. Mm. And I know Spider-Man has his own universe, and he'll always be part of that, but I just whatever expansions you'll find in that game, like I always want more, so I'll never be satisfied. Actually, I wonder, I'm curious, just on the business side, what, what are they allowed to use yeah. and show and what are they not? Um, yeah. Not that I want that informing, like it's always sad when like, you know, business yeah. concerns sort of inform a game design yeah. and story, but mm -hmm. just, uh, it's still fascinating, mm -hmm. um, just knowing how the MCU works and who they do and don't have the rights to, and then in yeah. video game land, how that's shaking out as well. And we know there's, so there's a Spider-Man game, an Avengers game is probably the next big Marvel game. Well, is that from Florida? That's, yeah, I don't think it's been officially announced, but that's been the big rumor. Oh, right. they, no, they released that announced? teaser trailer. There's a okay. trailer right, for sorry. it, yeah. but it doesn't show anything about yeah. it. People so like, those are two safe <clears throat> things that have movie series right now, mm -hmm. but you know, like just, a scant, you know, decade ago, we would get like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which you, it would have Juggernaut and Spider-Man yeah. and, you know, that's Human true. Torch and stuff. Well, and that's the thing, like also a decade ago, we just got really shit Marvel games mm. from like, you know, Sega, just totally. like bad Iron Man and Wolverine games. So it's like, we've been kind of nitpicking, you know, Spider-Man here on this panel, mm. but that's from the expectations of like massive triple A game of the year contenders, like it would have been so easy to make a Spider-Man game way worse than this. Like mm -hmm. we got totally. really bad superhero games for a long time. So and I, I guess think Arkham is to thank for that, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like pump so. the brakes, make a great superhero yeah. game. What is that like? And even this game has stealth in it, yeah. which I don't associate. With I actually like this. I, I do too. I think they they pull it off really well because, and I'm trained to 
kind of be above people yeah. stringing them up and stuff from Batman, you know? Yeah. It, mm. It's, uh, and so I guess at least my criticisms of it are coming from the context of like, is this one of the absolute best games of the year and mm. not like, I, I always have to remind myself, like, if a team that wasn't as talented and amazing as Insomniac was on this game, like, it would not have turned mm -hmm. out as, like, fantastic and yeah. fun as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very Justin, impressed. How long did it take you to, to, to blitz through it? People are saying that they've found it to be a little short. I found right. it to be... Um, Mm, that's a good question. Dude, I, like I would actually days. love. I would actually love you to give me a number on the low side because I. I ultimately don't want to spend forty hours playing. Yeah. I think it was big open world. I think games. it was probably twenty hours for me. I'm yeah, trying to think. I think I, think I probably played a couple hours a night for like ten nights, which right. feels you know long. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's my guess. I, I don't actually know. Uh, I've been enjoying my time with the game. I agree. The swinging feels really good. You know, you start. You start off swinging right at the beginning of the game, and there's a quick little learning curve, but you pick it up really fast. I think by the time you finish that sort of opening area, you've sort of got a really good handle on it. I like how it opens you up, taking down fists like right off the bat. Uh, the <laughs> unfortunately for Spider-Man, I played two other games first. <laughs> Uh, which are super gamey games, and they have totally uh, taken a hold of all of my like gaming uh, thought power. And so uh, every time I'm playing Spider-Man, I'm thinking about these other two games, and they are Into the Breach on Nintendo Switch, oh, yeah. which is unbelievable. I played it a little bit on PC this year and was like, yeah, I know I love this game. I'm going to wait for it to come to console. Yep. Now that it's on Switch, it feels perfect, and that's the roguelike turn-based strategy game for the guys that did FTL. Bugs and bots. Uh, yeah, it's like you're in mech suits fighting kaiju in a turn-based roguelike, and it's unbelievable. Nice. As so a good. big Advance Wars guy, I know I need yeah. to get into the breed. Yeah, I it's really, it. really good. And then also Divinity Original Sin 2 is on consoles now, and that is an incredible RPG that's like... Are you playing as the Skull Man? Or are you the Skeleton yeah. Man? <laughs> dwarf. <laughs> or like the Undead. The Undead yeah. Dwarf is who I started Is he a Dwarf? Oh, I didn't know he was... There's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Whoa. you can be an undead dwarf. That's specific. But you have to conceal yourself for, from yeah. humans, or else they're, they're going to freak out and <laughs> you, not trust you. You can literally get something that cuts <clears throat> off people's faces, and you can wear their face. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Say goodbye to how much of your time? I know. So it's like both these two games. So it's nothing. It's not. It's not a knock against Spider-Man. It's just these games uh, gotten their hooks in me already. So I, I've been spending a lot more time with that. But Cam, what have you been playing? Have you played Donut County yet? No, that's that's the Katamari. Yeah, well, Katamari kind of, kind of, you move a hole around and things fall in it. Yeah. Yeah. It so, is like Katamari, yes. Yeah, so I reviewed it for the site pretty mm. recently. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, the pitch is just is kind of, yeah, you you play as a whole and you swallow things. Mm. And if they you, know, you find things that fit, they fall down, the hole gets bigger. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. so you kind of imagine that Katamari path where you're eventually swallowing up the entire world. Uh, but what's really interesting about it is that you that pitch alone like will sell sell me on that game hmm. because there's so much puzzle potential in that in that pitch. But what's interesting about it is because it's basically the work of one guy, Ben Esposito, hmm. uh, with a little bit of help from a couple of other people. Uh, but his personality is just writ large in this mm -hmm. game, and he's done a whole lot of really quirky titles in the past, like some kind of fun throwaway games. Like you remember. Um, it was like Room of a Thousand Snakes or something. That was him? Yeah. Oh, I love Room of a Thousand <laughs> and Snakes. And you go in there and you press a button yeah, and like and a thousand Bohemian snakes Rhapsody come out. starts playing or something and then just snakes and then you die. And that's that's it. Cool. Um, but yeah, he's actually taken this kind of cool core um, puzzle mechanic and wrapped it in 
a narrative-driven game. I mean, to, to, to some extent. There's cutscenes between every level. Yeah, with like cool-looking animals, too. They're, they're designed really neat. Yeah, really yeah. Shady visual raccoons. designs. <laughs> yeah, yeah all the just shady raccoons. They just like, like donuts, though. All the way through, yeah. I really, I did play the first hour or so of Donut County before it got Spider-Man for me. Right. And so, mm -hmm. and I, I was really surprised with, as you said, uh, all the personality and uh, the stuff in between the missions doesn't feel like filler that I'm just trying to skip through as fast it's as possible. It's very endearing. It's really yeah. compelling. And it's kind of an cool. interesting commentary on like gamification as well, because mm -hmm. the raccoon is using an app to control the holes, and so there's this mm -hmm. kind of weird meta commentary mm -hmm. in there as well. And that game's out now. Yeah. 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 Donut County is an indie game. Uh, it's the equivalent of like it was shown at the indie game circuit, hmm. you know, at every indie game event for like ever for yeah. years. It was like, one of those literally, games literally like four plus yeah. years, I'd say. And then Sam, you saw it at E3, right? Yeah, Annapurna's publishing it. Okay, yeah. And in their booth, it, that was where I actually met the Katamari creator mm. and he had his new game there, Watam. Mm. And uh, oh, I'm those were like- that as well. Yeah, they were like right next to each other and they were yeah. both like cool. crazy toys. Yeah. And I was just, I just wanted to see those two developers interact, but I never got to see it. Yeah. That'd be really cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to actually say too much because it's a very short game. I see. And a lot of the fun of it is discovering how sure. you can take a hole and build you know, more mechanics around it, mm -hmm. you know, interact with the world using a hole and not just drop stuff into it. So play it. It's cheap and you'll smash through it in a couple of hours and be in, your life will be enriched, damn it. There you go. It's on every platform. I think it's five bucks on like iOS. So pick it up there if nowhere else. Like it's totally good. I'll keep it quick, but I also played WarioWare Gold and it's my favorite game this year. WarioWare Gold but on 3DS? Well, I don't think it's the best game this year. It's just uh, my favorite. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's just a great WarioWare game. Yeah? It's in yeah. 3DS. You can just play it. But I just so can't believe there's a WarioWare but game. But you played it all by yourself, right? Yeah. I, I think of WarioWare as a multi, like a multiplayer game. I played the party one on GameCube a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, it is not, mostly, it's mostly been single player. My old pals, Nine Volt and Ashley, were there. Okay. Good. There's all those WarioWare characters. They're, they're crazy. They're so crappy. Orbulon is like just... Orbulon? <laughs> they're so dumb. Yeah, they're, they're completely nuts, and it's just so funny to see them back. And I will say, this game has great localization, and it's very funny. And I couldn't believe how really good cool. Wario is in it. He's, Doesn't he's he draw great. each amiibo or something silly like yeah, that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, a handful of them, at least. That's one of the toys yeah. in the game. That's great. If can I do one more? Yeah, I was going to say that oh. you've been playing something else after Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I finished Spider-Man, and I am absolutely addicted and hooked on uh, Yakuza. I'm playing through Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake mm. of the very first game, so mm -hmm. it's a PS2 game that's 10 years old. Some good dancing in that game, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know that Kiwami has dancing, but it has karaoke. Karaoke, okay. Um, and uh, it, it's really, really wonderful. It's, um, I think what a lot of people, it, it, it gets called like Japanese Grand Theft Auto, but yeah. it's completely mm. not accurate at all. Mm. It's it's a brawler at all heart so every every single you know conflict and side story and whatever ends in like you know a combo based you know 3d fighting game almost mm -hmm. you against like a group of people and you improvise you pick up like chairs and stuff and swing them at people um is it like batman combat a little bit not really because it's not timing based um okay. it's more combo based gotcha. um and uh what i like about it is the open world is very small but very very dense mm. And all the systems are interconnected. So there's restaurants everywhere. And I didn't understand. I'm like, why is there a sandwich restaurant here and a ramen restaurant here? But they heal you. Um, and then when you eat food, you also get experience. And when you walk around the world, you also just encounter side quests in the world. 
And so you end up in this really, really wonderful loop of, you know, I'm hurt, I'm gonna go over over here and heal. That starts a side quest and I'm meeting a new character and mm. that's also leveling me up and I'm learning the neighborhood and uh, I feel like I exist in this space in a way that uh, I don't feel in very many other games. And uh, the space is also pretty small. Like yeah. it's, I don't know, eight or 10 city blocks. Um, but it's, I'm addicted, man. I'm playing it every so evening. This is the first time you dipped into this series? Yeah, I mean, I had the very original one on the PS2, but like it couldn't, you know, it just looked like a blocky mess. Mm. Even back then, I was just like, I can't even hardly tell what's in front <laughs> of my face. And so um, it's just so cool that this series is kind of picking up steam with re releasing. It's happened old like within the last titles. couple of years, right? Yeah. Well, they released Zero, which yeah. sort of like rebooted the franchise. Okay. And then they did a remake of One and Two, which were the oldest ones. Mm. And then they're re, like a upres version of three four and five are coming mm. and so we've gotten a yakuza game every six months in the west but now like that party's over man like we're all caught up now and now the new fans have to wait another two or three years like mm. you know like everybody else for a new game yep bummer it's uh dude it's i'll have more to say next week i think <laughs> oh, oh wow some crazy side quests in the right. and there's crazy side quests we'll get an update Next week. Before we get too far away from Spider-Man, we have an email here, an email here from Danny in Kansas. Uh, she writes in and says, I don't know about you, but my body is ready for Spider-Man on Ooh. PS4. I've been playing through my collection of old superhero games like Spider-Man on PS2, Deadpool, and Arkham City. So here's my question. If you could have a new video game featuring any superhero or villain who hasn't already had their own game, which hero would you choose, and how would their powers be utilized in the game mechanics? I would want a Venom game mm. that will have similar mechanics to a Spider-Man game, but I can run around causing trouble and having police chases, like in GTA. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, my favorite superheroes growing up were always uh, Wolverine and The Punisher. And yeah. Both of those have gotten pretty good video games. Uh, the Punisher yeah, yes. has... What, what's up? Only on NES, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, only on NES. Well, they both had NES games, but the Punisher had a really good arcade game, which is either Capcom or Konami, because it was like a, a typical like side-scrolling mm, yeah, Final Fight one. style that, that was, was really good. Yeah. And then there was a Punisher game in 2005 that almost got an AO rating because of like wow. how gruesome its like interrogation scenes were. Uh, that game was pretty good, too. And the Wolverine got a good... Video game in 2007, I think. Oh, that was actually uh, really violent. Well, okay. It was. A, I think we gave it a seven, and I feel like that's pretty good. It's like, yeah, that like was good seven. for the time. Yeah, yeah. It was play. It was playable, and it was surprising. Uh, you know, there had been Wolverine in movies, but they're all PG-13, and that game at mm. the time was mm. rated M, and it was actually cool to have we, a violence. We recently went back to that game in our office mm. just for an, an, a piece of content we didn't end up publishing, but yeah. it was. We were playing it, going, yeah, it's this like, is all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's not all right. great, but not bad. Question, has yeah. Lobo had a game? Mm. Mm. Because that would probably be my pick for a character that is could the, just exist in a really mental, oh, no. I'm trying to, crazy, is Lobo, violent game. Is Lobo blue? No, he's what, white. Who's, who's Lobo? Like a DC okay. space okay. Uh, motorcycle rider. Wow. Yeah, just no, this guy who else. kills people in very <laughs> extreme, violent <laughs> ways. That's a, that could be a good video game. Yeah, yeah it seems like a natural fit for me. Mm. I think huh. I don't necessarily have the gameplay mechanics figured out, but I think Moon Knight is a good candidate to get a video mm. game adaptation. Um, he's basically uh, Batman, but with magic powers. He's got like a couple magic weapons. Cool. Um, and what I like about Moon Knight is, you know, in 2018, it's actually crazy hard to come up with like an original idea for a superhero, right? Mm. Like yeah. Spider-Man: The Game has a Black Cat side mission where Black Cat's absolutely just Marvel Catwoman. <laughs> Like, it's the exact same character, um, whereas Moon Knight actually gives me something fresh, like, uh, uh, you know, a man that exists at the nighttime in a big mm. city and is very Batman-esque, but with magic. Yeah. I'm like, that's a really good hook. 
if they wanted to revisit Wolverine in a video game, I could see something like uh, like Lo- in the movie Logan mm. giving it the God of War treatment where you're traveling, uh, yeah. Yeah. traveling oh, with oh, X-23, long periods of like dialogue and exposition <laughs> punctuated with really brutal. Yeah, you're yeah, totally right. All right, let's, let's, let's green light that right cool. now. Cool. Let's yeah. get that one. Yep. We'll fast track that one. <laughs> All right, then. So with the uh, fall slash spring gaming slash season. whatever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> officially uh, kicked off. What, what, what games are you most anticipating? Coming for the rest of the year. You don't have a list, there's, you do. Well, there's a red, there's a Red Dead Redemption yeah, game. Yeah, well, that's the obvious, I mean, that's yeah. the obvious one. Yeah, it's got to be Red. There's Dead, a Tomb Raider. There's a Fallout. Uh, there's a Battlefield. There's a Call of Duty. There's a Mega Man. Yeah, I was really anticipating Spider Man. It's kind of funny to be thinking about where we are right yeah. now. And I remember saying that on this show too. Um, but I think you know you, you nailed it. I'm really just looking forward to Red Dead and Fallout at this point. For me, it's got to be Red Dead as my most anticipated. Um, even if Fallout 76 um, turns out to be excellent, which, you know, it's Bethesda. Like, you know, in all likelihood, it will be excellent. Um, it's just so different and such a different spin on the franchise that it's hard for me to, you know, put it at the top of my mm-hmm. hype list. Um, whereas Red Dead, I completely believe in, uh, you know, Rockstar North and Rockstar San Diego's ability to deliver on just a new take on an open world. And I'm totally loving everything I'm hearing about, you know, the world being reactive and people having a place in the game that they exist in. And, yeah. and the exact opposite of what I was saying with Spider-Man, where, you know, the NPCs aren't real people to mm. any degree. Like, I do feel like that's the next evolution of open world gameplay because the worlds themselves have reached a limit for how detailed they can get. But the inner mind of, like, the NPCs, like, yeah. that's where there's a lot of room for continued development. Yeah. Red Dead for you, Cam? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game that I will dedicate probably mm-hmm. a week of my... I don't know. I'm going to find a way to make it work at home and at work because, yeah, I, gotta, mm. I don't often play huge games anymore i prefer kind of more bite-sized indies or games i can dip in dip out you know hearthstone that kind of stuff yeah but red dead's the exception to the rule obviously because it's going to be amazing how are you feeling about fallout 76 i'm not hugely interested Hmm. to be honest i've played a fair few you know spent a fair bit of time with fallout games in the past Hmm. but i prefer experiences that as i said are short and surprise me that's why the indie scene is so fertile mm-hmm. yeah. you know there's just pop stuff that just pops up on your radar oh, totally. and and it's all does, on switch now ah. yeah does something different it is on switch has interesting ideas in the mechanics i'm not saying that the bigger budget games don't have that mm-hmm. but i can play like a bunch of those in mm-hmm. the time i could spend with one triple a tile i'm disappointed so. that nintendo games aren't the ones i'm looking forward to i yeah. mean i think Let's go. Smash looks pretty cool Ooh, yeah. for people yep. for Pokemon and then Smash, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not. The they same just don't have a big. They don't have a big like single player. Yeah, a, yeah. a Mario Odyssey coming out this fall. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's what Pokemon is intended to be, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I agree. Cam, I have a tendency to swing back and forth, and you know, every six months or so, between you know a bunch of indie games that'll show me some brand new idea that mm-hmm. I've never seen before. It's super weird, but they're also rough around the edges yep. and kind of don't they keep you at arm's length. They don't care that much if you're having like a really wonderful time with it they're like here's this art that i made you know Mm -hmm. please enjoy it and then i'll I'll swing back around to like a really big budget safe like we're gonna put you on these guide rails and have you this really guided polished Mm -hmm. amazing experience and then i sort of bounce around i've been Mm -hmm. doing that my whole gaming career between you know weird stuff and safe stuff yeah Yeah, i think that's a good way to to i don't want to make this discussion seem like there's just not other games to look forward to because i think tomb raider and and, uh assassin's creed battlefield call of duty i think there's going to be interesting moments in all those games i'm I'm actually really looking forward to assassin's creed odyssey Mm -hmm. uh myself Mm -hmm. keep seeing you know everything we've seen about, about that game since e3 has been really cool to me yeah how much hands-on time have you spent with it at this oh, point? Oh, none. No. Okay. 
just just like you know seen the previews and the yeah. trailers and all that and had several demos on IGN Live at E3 and at Gamescom but I haven't actually played it myself yet but I did play a lot of Origins mm. and I think they're leaning even more into RPG mechanics with this one so yep that one's looking really cool. And we, uh, I name dropped it briefly, but Smash, besides Red Dead Smash, is the other one for me this fall. Mm. Um, and what's interesting is I'll probably not play the, we'll play that in the office. Maybe since it, if it's on Switch, we will actually get a lot of multiplayer time in. Yeah. But I intend on mostly Smash 4 on Wii U, I played almost exclusively single player. And really? that challenge wall that had like whatever, 100 challenges or whatever to complete. Mm. And there were like four or five really distinct, interesting, unique single player modes in it between. You know, the sandbags and the targets and the sort of ticket mode with the challenges and uh, the single player campaign. And um, it has this reputation, well deserved, as just a polished, amazing multiplayer party game. But I think it's underrated as just, you know, there's a lot for you to chew through Mm -hmm. single player as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we have an email here from Hector from, what is, is it? It's not Placentia, California, is it? Certainly it's not pronounced that way. Placentia. Placenta. Placent- mm, thanks. That's why, yeah. <laughs> Placentia? I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. But Hector says, I had a question regarding Assassin's Creed games. They've been around for a long time, but I never got into them. Lately, I've been debating about giving those games a try. I wanted to play Origins, but I feel I may be a little lost since mm. I've never played any games in the series. What do you think the best approach is when starting a new series? Should I just play the newest one or try to start from the beginning? Thanks for your help and keep up the awesome work. In this case... I think it's probably perfectly fine to start with Origins since it's the origin. Or Black Flag. Uh, well, this, I mean, that's another good option. But at least this one takes place earlier than any of the other games. They're not, they're not referencing... Assassin's Creed, the story is incomprehensible. That's actually true. Across yeah. the mini games. Within a game, it's usually okay. So, that's actually so maybe the answer to the question is, well, what do you want from your Assassin's Creed game? Yeah. If you're more into the RPG mechanics, then that's what the yeah. most recent couple of games have been doing. If you want to sail the seas and yeah. Those are good you know, be a pirate, then yeah. Black Flag is one of the, the, the most reviewed games of uh, the, the series. I wasn't too enamored with Origins, but I do think as like a jumping on point, it's a good one because that's the new, like this is what Assassin's Creed is now, right? Like mm-hmm. it, like the old games are very different. Like they're mechanically very different and a lot faster and, you know, they weren't RPGs. And so um, Origins, if you choose to jump in there, will set you up to better understand sort of <coughs> where the franchise is going moving forward. Yeah. Um, I just tweeted about how I get a lot of OCD about starting in the middle of franchises and mm, um, yeah. it's sort of been a problem for me my entire gaming career where there's franchises that I didn't jump on at the right. beginning mm. and it's like I don't know like Metal Gear Solid 5 like I'll feel like I can't play that I have to play 1 through 4 first mm. but then sometimes I mean Metal Gear Solid 1's amazing but sometimes the original game's like mediocre and I end up bailing on the mediocre game halfway through and I don't even get to the game that I wanted to play in the first place Wait, so this is something you actually do yeah like, alright this is it. I gotta go back to Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah. What, so, what's an example of <clears throat> doing that and being like, "Well, that was so worth it." Um, yeah, Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of franchises like uh, like I don't play the Mass Effect games because I feel like I would have to slog through Mass Effect One again, which mm. I played at launch. Mm. Um, I did happen to keep up with the Assassin's Creed franchise, but that would be an example. Like, I'd be so paralyzed for like. I don't want to jump into this in the middle that it would stop me from like jumping into something new. I reckon that's definitely an exception to the rule scenario. Because for me, like Assassin's Creed, I've had a love-hate relationship mm. with. Mm. Um, I mean, I reviewed a couple of the earlier games for IGN way back in the day and really enjoyed them. I think like 
Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. Definitely yeah. Brotherhood. I can't and that's remember. the one that people like the most. Brotherhood's yeah. Um, but I definitely had Assassin's Creed fatigue, mm-hmm. uh, particularly because it was evolving, but it still felt very familiar, even if it's in a different setting. So I'm, I'm envious to uh, our emailer because you yeah. get to start afresh. You get to enjoy Assassins with a fresh set of eyes and you'll have a great time. They're, they're excellent games. I think, you know, comic books are uh, sometimes very good, sometimes not so good at giving you new jumping on points. Like, you know, Spider-Man's been around for 50 years or whoever. I don't know how long. Um, And they'll design sometimes literally like with a new number one, like jump Mm -hmm. in and Spider-Man or, you know, new story arc. They give you ways to sort of Mm -hmm. ease into this, whereas video games seem to kind of not really care. They're like, well, you know, figure it out. Like, uh I, I think they should do more to recap the story so far, or like some RPGs, like Dragon Age, does like prequel comics and stuff like that. That's true. Uh, I, well, I got, think there's room to do more there in video games. My advice would be um, go to IGN's wikis mm. and watch the walkthroughs of every single Assassin's Creed right, game. Right. Yeah. Make sure to watch the pre-roll. Yeah, for every watch video. the advertisement yeah. first, please, um, and and enjoy. <laughs> you know, just soak up. Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks of your life. And IGN's done a service. I recommend going to the one that's regarded by critics as the best one. And mm. then going back mm. and playing, uh, if you really like that one, try some others. Because if you think about Zelda that way, and if you played Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time first, it's really, it, I, which I, play, I played Ocarina of Time, like basically that was the first Zelda I ever beat. And so then I went back and played, uh, finished Link to the Past or mm. like Zelda 2 or whatever, and I found all those references that I didn't know that Ocarina was making, and it was oh, really yeah. exciting. But see, then that's that's the sense that I feel like I'm missing out. Like I used to be a lot more neurotic about gameplay and just in general as a person. Then I had kids, and I'm like, I don't have time for any of that anymore. I'm just gonna play whatever I want. But like this is the one holdover. Like, even if there's no story connections, like in Zelda, like who cares? You're still missing callbacks mm. and even, you know, musical cues mm. and and other things like that. That those can go two ways though, because you can experience the original thing afterwards and then put it all together. Yeah. I don't think it's any less satisfying. Like I'm watching Better Call Saul before I've ever watched Breaking Bad. You maniac. <laughs> but that <coughs> that makes a lot of sense because it's a prequel. Yep. It's like, and all Zelda games like, are prequels as far as we know. <laughs> quality aside, if someone today were starting with Star Wars and they wanted to start with the prequels, you know, that makes a lot of sense too. No, it doesn't. The prequels <laughs> are absolutely constructed with context of the original trilogy you in mind. So? Wow. Otherwise, cool. who gives a shit that, they, like, oh. yes, and you will be Boba Fett, da-da. And it's like, okay, who the hell is that? That <laughs> yeah. means nothing to me. Like, yeah. Maybe it okay. does work, though. I'd have to watch them with my brain wiped. Yeah. Um, I it, Like, you see these debates on, like, long-running franchises. Where should I jump in? Should I I start with the chronologically first yeah. one first or the release order first? And the answer is always release order because that's how everyone else experienced it. Well, if you're if you're determined to get through like all of something. Yeah. Don't read the prequel book first. <laughs> it certainly stands for the Hobbit movies. Ugh. Ugh. What yeah. Hobbit movies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> GameScoop is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want, with no late fees or due dates, ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back, and they'll send you the next title on your list. Today, every Scoop listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com scoop. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash S-C-O-O-P. Gamefly.com slash scoop. Check it out. This is Scott Phillip in Mukilteo, Washington. 
And uh, he's got a little bit of a long one. Bear with me. He says, hey there, guys. I'm getting a late start on Far Cry 5. I've been having a good time with the game so far. However, one thing that is jarring to me is the number of F-bombs the game is dropping. Mm. I've never been a fan of copious expletives in any kind of conversation, but this game seems to be worse about it than most I've played in recent memory. I've got a daughter on the way. Perhaps it's making me conscious of this issue. After a few hours of listening to all this swearing, I went into the game's option menu to see if there was any option to reduce or censor the expletives, but of course, no such luck. Uh, as a soon-to-be parent, content filter options are now something I would find incredibly valuable. If the game is still a bit too much for a younger audience, at least I wouldn't have to worry about my daughter's first words being of four-letter length. feels to me like content filtering of language would have minimal impact on the design resources required to implement this feature and would allow the gritty and mature game to still be played by those who want it, while myself and other parental units could play the reduced vulgarity version of the game. What do y'all think about this? With so many gamers becoming parents, do you think a content filter option would be useful on M-rated games? Obviously, yes, but I think you're laboring under the illusion that you're going to have any time to play video games after your child well, is born. There is yeah, that, too. Because the reality is, is man, you're, you're about to flip the table of your life and uh, lose a fair bit of time. It's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be great, but... Yeah. Limited time. Well, and also, it's like, hmm, like Far Cry 5 in particular is a tremendously, you know, nihilistic and violent yeah, yeah. and like yeah. horrible game that like the idea yeah. that, you know, his, his daughter is going to be like, <laughs> oh, but we can't say the F word, but yeah. the shotgun to the face. Yeah. I well, just, that's the thing, uh, even if she's just hearing it, I yeah. mean, okay, you might bleep the swearing, but you're still hearing gunshots and yeah. screams and like yeah, all you, sorts I of lit stuff. a bear on fire. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you play it muted and turn the subtitles on. Um... That I would not work. I think by the, the content way. filters are a super good idea. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's an M-rated game, so I expect swearing, I expect violence, but different yeah. people have different things that set them off or that they don't like, and so, um, like, like I'm gonna go back to Yakuza as an example. You can turn the gore on or off. Like right. you're still punching dudes and knocking them out, but whether they spit up blood, like that's a toggle in the menu. Like yeah. when you have a game that has every menu option under the sun, like turn on colorblind mode, you know, turn mm. on this, turn on that, like an option to bleep swears. You know, I'm sensitive to games not having unlimited time and unlimited budget, but yeah, I mean, it feels like there's at yeah. least as many people that would be interested in that as like a colorblind option. But particularly, I mean, I'm an Australian, so obviously I swear an inordinate amount, <laughs> and it's just the way we do things. But I'm sensitive to gratuitous swearing for sure. If it feels out of place or if it feels just unne unne unnecessarily excessive, then yeah, maybe there should be maybe there should be an option to to pick and choose. Yeah. Certainly, it would be more work for the developer, but you know, it's they've been censoring movies on television, you know, for since forever. So, it's uh, funny you can't turn that on on DVDs or anything, right? Is that right? Uh, you can't just I haven't turn on seen beeps. that as a feature on, yeah, you know, they it's, used it's funny that how little that is offered when it, we're now in a digital era. Of course, you can offer the censored mm. version of everything, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's smart business wise. You know, what you can do here's a here's a little hack uh, just switch the language and play it with subtitles. That's actually a really smart one, yeah. Mm. Uh, turn it on to uh, French or Spanish and then just turn Japanese, on English. In the case of your yeah, turn on English subtitles awesome. and, yeah. Well, just avoid content with swearing. For instance, you know, I love that song Fudge the Police. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Does Donut County have swearing in it? <clears throat> no. That's a good question. No. Hmm. I don't yeah. think so. Uh, Cam just mentioned how, how much less time for gaming uh, one has once they become a parent. We were talking about that last week on the show, about how getting older you find yourself having less and less time to game. But Dogman52 <laughs> writes in to say, I recently watched episode 495, Not and classic. there seems to be a lot of listeners in their 30s that are concerned they have very little time for gaming. 
I'm here to give you hope. I'm a 51-year-old lifetime gamer. I have the financial security to purchase any and all games I want. Tons of free time to play them now that I've raised my two kids and I have an nice. empty nest. I've had the most fun ever now that I have both the money and free time to get my game on. Oh, bless so you. So it comes back around. So in her, in her 50s, it's going to be great. <laughs> There's definitely a... Uh, do you have that, that ever have that thing where it's like uh, you're doing something really crappy and then you fantasize like, look, when I get home, I'm just going to put on my PJs and I lay on the couch and not move for 10 hours. Yeah. And usually you end up not doing that, right? Yeah. But it's like that fantasy is what helps you get through the crappy chores <laughs> or thing that you have to do. That's what having kids is like <laughs> when they're 18. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be so great. You I'm have kids, gonna, but they don't live with you. They don't live with me. <laughs> I can call them up. How's college going? Great. Cool. I'm going to go play. How's college, how's college going? Grunt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm going to go play I, Halo I 8. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. I think, like, kind of and as, a, as an extension to this <clears> conversation, like, the era of gaming we live in is also problematic because you can deep dive on a single game and have it consume your entire life, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So it's not just that we're time poor. It's that... Games as services um, and the communities that surround those games and all the discussion around it and the content that's being generated around it means that, yeah, if you're, if you're really into a particular game, then mm -hmm. that kind of shuts off other opportunities too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I find it kind of overwhelming um, sometimes because I really love deep diving in a game and its community because you get so much out of it. This stuff, it's made me a lot more conscious of how I spend my time and trying not to waste my time. Um, uh, I feel like I, I, I never had the feeling of, I don't have enough time for all my hobbies and all the things that I've enjoyed. Mm. But as I got older, I've had to let go of like, you know, Magic the Gathering. I had to choose between like comic books or Magic the Gathering as like my C tier hobby. And like Magic got the boot. Like right, I, there's magic. not enough hours in my week to keep up with all the stuff that I want to keep up with. Totally. Yeah. And so if I want to have at least a superficial knowledge of like what's happening with Batman, like something else had to go. You need to clone yourself is pretty much the Clone solution. yourself, yeah. Yeah. Say yo, Man, so we're getting. This is like the sci-fi episode. Uh, Sam's gonna wipe his mind. Justin's gonna clone himself. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, some people have gross fantasies about being able to freeze time, hmm. but if I could freeze time, boy, <laughs> I would just. <laughs> I'd just read every comic and keep up with the magic meta game. <laughs> You would geek out. Get back love, into Hearthstone. I love the idea. You freeze time, and then uh, when you unfreeze it, you're like the you're the best magic pro in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, it's September. That means it's time to hit the uh, retro magazine rack here in the office. This month we have the September 1997 issue of Nintendo Power. This was the hundredth episode or hundredth issue. Of Nintendo Power. 97. Are we getting close to like Ocarina back well, then? Well, so yeah. So this is this would be this is September 97, a little more than a year before Ocarina of Time was released. Mm. This is one of those weird occurrences in which Mario has like a, a 3D model that was never used. Yeah. That yeah. was like really expensive to make. Yeah. And it looks better now in video games than it did in the uh, yeah. CG version that mm. they tried I'm to trying think, Was 97 like the dark days of the it's like it's so it's pre Ocarina, I mean, you know. Is this so it's like era? Sorry, go answer his question first. Uh this is uh the the N sixty four was out. It was a year old. Yeah. So Goldeneye was out. Goldeneye was the big thing. Yeah, where we like Shadows of the Empire stuff like that. All right, let's go. Shadows of the Empire. But on the cover, we got the hundred best games of all time. Oh, I can't wait. Where's Sonic the Hedgehog on that? List? <laughs> I know. I love how just the hundred best games of all time. <laughs> Nintendo Power. Uh, 100 coolest codes ever. That's Ooh, of particular that's really interest. Good. That's a great. That is a great feature. But then 100 
uh, GoldenEye Killer Ambushes. Mm. I don't really know. One of those two things. A hundred places to ambush mm. people in this one game. I don't know so about that. that game doesn't really have amp. Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> Does it have ads in it from other people? Um, I don't yeah. know if they started ads. I don't think so. I think they're just like house ads. I thought they did have. I thought Nintendo Power, it was the official Eventually Nintendo magazine, but I didn't did. think Nintendo made Eventually it. I thought like Future yeah, no, 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 no. It was Nintendo. much later that Nintendo ah. stopped doing it, and then they had like ads and everything. Yeah. So anyway, so Nintendo before game. you get to the the top game, yeah. just quickly around the table, what what are your favorite N sixty What is your favorite N sixty four game? Oh, Mario sixty four. Yeah, Mario sixty four. Okay, Ocarina of Time. It's hard okay. to. Yeah. Um, those are both great. Did you answer? Uh, I think I'd have to say Mario, but I mean, yeah. obviously, Goldeneye consumed a hell of a lot of time as mm -hmm. well. We begin in the uh, players' pulse, the letters section. We have a letter from this is from Cynthia in Michigan City, Indian, Indiana, and she said the Super NES and now the N64 are my ways of bonding with my nephews, Aww. Ben, Adam, and Jake. Seven Eleven Thirteen. I'm 47. They live in Kansas, and I live in Indiana. My best friend, 48, previously a nun of 22 years, <laughs> and now a high school teacher and professional clown, and I, oh a crane operator and clown, Jesus. play Nintendo games all the time. This is how our letter starts. It's a great way for Melody to bond with her students and for us to bond with our young audiences when we talk to them. Wait, clown students? Today, I am known to my nephews as the Nintendo Ant. You've Not been a great help man. for bridging two generations and hopefully three generations in the future. It's very heartwarming. Yeah. I don't like the And that stuff. woman turned out to be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Magazines had a uh, limited space, uh, and but they had time to shout out those three kids by name. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, on page eight here, they have a brief history of Nintendo timeline. It begins in 1889 when Fusajiro Yamauchi founds his gaming company specializing in playing cards. Then we jump to 1980 Good. when Nintendo yep. introduces Game Nin & Watch. 91 years later. <laughs> 81, Donkey Kong debuts in arcades. 85, the NES, along with Rob the Robot uh, and the Light Zapper, shoot into stores, so they ignore Famicom. And, and they skip the Love Tester yep, and yeah. all that stuff. 89, it's a boy. Game Boy is born. 91, the Super NES storms onto the scene. 94, Super Game Boy brings Game Boy to your television. 96, the Nintendo 64. What did what they skip? What did they skip, Sam? They skipped the Virtual Boy. <laughs> ah. And 97, the Rumble Pack shakes things up. And that's oh, it. That that's the brief history that of that Nintendo. Is a, that is highly abridged. Founding of Nintendo, Rumble Pack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, then on, on um, page hey, 11 here. And Nestor. They're going over some like old memories from old issues, and then they mentioned I'd forgotten about this. You remember the Castlevania II Simon's Quest cover was controversial. Yeah, because of the severed head. They show they sh they have it's a real photo of a uh, model dressed up as Simon Belmont holding Dracula's head. Wow. And they also had a real cow heart. It's awesome. In the scene, wow. because like finding the heart in the game was right. like one Dracula's of the things you had to do. It's funny to imagine that you know Per Schneider in a young N64.com was operating at this time. They were already up in '97. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 That's true. And uh, they also have a preview of Zelda 64. I remember those old screenshots. All that Zelda stuff. 64. That's they're calling not it in Zelda. The game. They're calling it Zelda 64 a little more than a year from release. Mm. Is there stuff that's not in the game? Oh, mm. the palm trees. Right. The palm trees there? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's coming to Project Reality. That's the Gorilla yep. Desert. <laughs> Um, I like this intro. It says, up until now, trying to get news out of Shigeru Miyamoto on Zelda 64 has been like trying to get light out of a black hole. <laughs> no more. We pinned down the master and got some tantalizing tidbits about the master's masterpiece for our exclusive <laughs> N64 preview. Cool. Wow. They do call Ocarina of Time uh, the master's masterpiece. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We called it that, too. Yeah. I love this. On page 28, there is a preview of Conqueror. Conqueror's Quest. 
Not Congress Bad Fur Day. So this is the this is Congress Quest before. This is the totally 64 one too. It's not the the uh, Game Boy one, right? Yeah, yeah. This wow. is for N64. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Before, Does it say it's by Rare? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just like a totally generic mascot platformer that didn't have any of the raunchy awesome. humor wow. in it. Yeah, it's pretty 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 good. What we got here? Oh yeah, they 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 put together a list of a hundred other things that equal a hundred. <laughs> things like uh, it's the hit points. Palum has when he joins your party in Final Fantasy ah, 2. Palum ah. and Borum. Yeah. It's the number of species of worm lizards, excluding Earthworm Jim. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's the trivia points you need to get 10 bonus trivia points in NBA hang time. Oh, we all knew that. This yeah. is the most pointless. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, lots of uh, jokes about the Barbie games in here. It's the points you score for matching your clothes in the dressing room of Barbie Supermodel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So th- it goes on like that for 100 line items. Uh, oh yeah, and here we go. The best, the hundred best codes ever. What do you think is number one? Gotta be the Konami code. Yeah, yeah obviously. Mm-hmm. Do they attribute it code. to Gradius or Contra? Um, Numerous codes. Konami Classic, like Contra, Life Force, and Gradius. I don't think they actually say the uh, the first one that it was used in. Hundred codes is a really good feature. I kind of want to seal this for IGN. It's pretty good. The Justin Bailey code is in here. Yeah. <laughs> it turns Samus into a woman. Wait a sec. No, another magazine said oh, that. Oh, that was like right. an early yeah. EGM. <laughs> they printed it as a code that turns Samus into a woman. Uh, there's lots of, there's like the big head code. And, NBA Jam. Yeah. Mm. NBA, well, they're calling it NBA Hang Time in here. I don't really remember that one. That's a Yeah, game. Hang Time was, a, was the follow up to Jam right after Jam that came to systems. Weird. And then here we go the uh, 100 best games of all time. I'll count down the top 10. Mm-hmm. How about okay. that? So yeah. this is what. Nintendo Power thought the 100 best games of all time were in 1997. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yep. It's probably still... It's in my top 10. It's still top 10 candidate. <laughs> Number 9, Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. Uh, they were calling it 2, so it would have been... What is that? 4. 4? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Number 8, Final Fantasy 3. But at the time. Yeah. Slash 6. It's pretty sick. Six. 6 is legit. Number 7, Goldeneye. Oh, boy. They were ready to call that the 7th best game of all time. Of all t- better than Final Fantasy 6, Goldeneye. Yep. Uh, number six, Super Metroid. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one. Number five, Super Mario Brothers 3. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Number four, Mario Kart 64. Ooh. Because that that's... was the latest and greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Tetris. Number that's two, cool. A Link to the Past. And number one, Mario 64. Wow. Yeah. Good Already list. calling it for Mario yeah. 64. Yeah. So, obviously, no Mario World. Turok Dinosaur Hunter 25. Yep. That was number 25. <laughs> oh. no, Mario, no Mario World, right? Uh, Mario World is number somewhere. 16. Yeah. It's hard to even make out what some of these numbers are because of the extreme font that they're using here. It looks like they numbered it with pogs. I'm such a sucker for top 100 lists. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun. Love this. Stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot. Number eight, number 90, or uh, page 98. Number 69 is Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Now the NES Double Dragon is not very good. No. But 10 years later, Nintendo Power didn't remember that. They say Billy and Jimmy <laughs> Lee kicked every butt they Bimmy encountered. And yeah, Bimmy and Jimmy. Kicked every butt they encountered in this classic butt kicking game in which two butt kickers could kick butts simultaneously. But that's not even true. You can't play <laughs> you two can't players that, in that version. <laughs> they like to have totally forgotten. You think they're, are they referring to the arcade game? Well, that's not. I mean, that's not Nintendo Power. Their screenshot is from NES. Weird. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. 
That's just a little bit of look at uh, those silly fools in the past. <laughs> the hundredth, Dude, hundredth issue. Can we do this once a month? We look through these old magazines, and the one thing we've learned is that back then they just said whatever they wanted. Yeah. There was so much wrong stuff in, the, in those I, magazines. I would back love then. to see some of the stuff I wrote back when I was starting out, not too long after this era, actually. Yeah, because it was yeah the Wild West basically yeah. in publishing. Sam, there's no. There's no I cops. just wanted to see what game one hundred was. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was going to I forgot. I meant, I meant to uh, bring that up. Faceball is 81, so you know it's going to get crappy out here. All right, it's Alien 3. Wow. <laughs> Alien 3. Alien which is actually yeah. a good game. Yeah, but Super good. NES? I never played yeah. it. Alien 3 is great. Is it good? I mean, if you asked 100 gamers to put together... I might be thinking of Contra 3. A top 100. <laughs> yeah, list. I think you're thinking of Contra 3. <laughs> Alien 3 is actually pretty good, but like I don't... Well, it's one better than Ultima Quest of the Avatar. Mm. One, one worse. That's right. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Uh, Sam, I know you're eager to dive into that Nintendo Power, but there's one more uh, task at hand here. That brings us to video game 20 questions. Mm -hmm. Our suggestion this week comes from Rodney in Toronto. So we got a Canadian. Oh, got a Canadian okay. here. All right. Are you ready to just guess the game? Have you played 20 questions? I have not played this game. But do you know how 20 questions works? Uh, there's like, what, 17 questions? <laughs> well, it's 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a guess. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm tired. Usually, I'm usually you're thinking of like a person, place, a thing, and then you have 20 yes or no questions to guess it. In this case, it's a video game. So at least right. you know that much. Okay. And we're asking you, so you have to come up with the game. No, no that's, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Does your character wear? Do they wear a hat or anything at all on their head? Is your is their head covering? Your character have head covering? It's possible. Is it possible for that game to have been in this issue of Nintendo Power? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 um, possible. Let's see. That means it's. Are there, what are the restrictions <laughs> around questions? It's like a yes SBS or no. Yes or no. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, Damon's answer indicates to me that it's a game from this era earlier, but it's not a Nintendo <laughs> game. So it's like, what are the odds <laughs> are the, that Wipeout on PS1 would be better than zero? Uh, but I'm trying to. How how do you answer that question? Is it possible for it to have been in that issue? You answer with a yes. Yes, or I no? guess it is possible <laughs> that it could have been in that issue. Okay. It's like possible. in the letters section or something. Uh, is it polygonal? Mm. Is it polygonal? Uh, I don't think Damon knows what game this is. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. What? <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Did this game originally appear on a Sega console? Yes. Sega, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he doesn't know if it's polygonal. That no, I said I don't think so. That gets I didn't say I don't Sounds know. like Vector Man to me. Mm. Um, no one knows how that game did, was made. Did this game have sequels? Yes. Like Vector Man 2 and 3? There's no 3. Uh, is <laughs> this a side-scrolling game? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Was this game originally released on the Genesis? Yes. It has sequels, huh? Uh, does it have a sequel on the Genesis? Yes. It is, it is looking a lot like Vector Man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, was this a Sega-created title? Yes. See, I actually don't know if Vector Man was created by Sega. It was developed by, I think, Blue Sky Software, hmm. which I'm just picturing the logo in my head from when I was a kid. But Sega-created title. I don't know if Sega published it or if they were involved in the actual development, because he was kind of a mascot, right? Does this game star a shitty green robot? No. Oh. <laughs> That's 10. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's a man. 
<laughs> is Mega Man a man? It has a sequel on the Genesis, and it's made by Sega. Mm. It's not a lot of those. Could be, I mean, it could be Sonic. We haven't eliminated that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a side scroller. Got sequels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was this can't game, be Comic Zone? Was it? Did, did you ask if it was developed by Sega, made by Sega? I he just said I, created. Said, I think I said create, but my intention was developed by yeah. like for, you know first party. I don't know what to go with at this point. Uh, Does this game star a hedgehog? Nope. Okay. I was going to try and narrow it down by asking, is this game garbage? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to- Toe Jam and Earl? I was thinking about them as well. Mm-hmm. I guess that would have... Anakin Funkatron? There wouldn't but, have been... But, as- but he wouldn't have paused about the polygonal the, thing, because yeah. it's like, it's... And wait, we were talking about side-scrolling as well. Was, wait... Yeah, Toe but, was, but Cam, was top downish. Cam, one of the, the things about Damon's answers is the idiosyncrasies of his pauses or not pauses or his answers just can't be taken okay. into effect because there's no rhyme or reason. So we're not necessarily anything. narrowing down anything. Okay, good. Well, just based off like you can based off his yes or no's, sure, but not based off of any. Sometimes you think, well, he looked at me a certain hey, uh, way when I asked. Is this game in the Sega collections when we get them? Ooh. Wait, well, would that's a good on. question. That's a you need to be a little bit more specific. Yeah. Why? It's always the, the same thirty games when we get them. Well, yeah, was this in the latest Sega collection you reviewed? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's a really good question. So it's Golden Axe. Yeah, and that means that eliminates all the like, you know, Lion that King. Didn't, didn't I ask if it was a? I asked if it was side scrolling, didn't I? Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be Golden Axe. Uh, can you play two player? Yes. <gasps> Does it have Gilius Thunderclad in it? <laughs> no. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I wish it was Golden Axe. Yeah. What else was in the Sega collection? Um, what oh, about Altered Beast? Oh, wait, wait. Altered uh, Beast. Did that get a sequel? Does it have two players? The, are there other ladies of the night in this game? Yes. The streets of Rage. Yeah. I'm thinking. Did Sega make that? That's yeah. 15. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Sega did make that. Is this yeah. one of the greatest 2D brawler franchises of all time? Side-scrolling beat-em-ups? Yes. It's a simple yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Rage 2, man. Ooh, that game's legit. But which, yeah. which Streets of Rage is it? Because Streets, Streets of Rage 2 also got a sequel on the Genesis. Yeah, but we've got enough questions to ask, is yeah. this the first game well, in the series? But one, right? one wrinkle rule is that you, your final guess has to be the actual name of the game. Okay. Um, yeah, is it the original game in our series? No. <gasps> so that means I'm so happy we asked. <laughs> that means it's Streets of Rage 2 because 3 we didn't think. get a sequel. Three, 4 was just announced. That's right. Is it, it could the, be 3, though. No, no, got it on the Genesis. Is this Streets of Rage 2? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oosh. I like how Streets are there ladies two. of the night in this game yeah. was the question that really sealed yeah. the deal. We got it. How do yeah. you know it doesn't have Julius Thunderclad in it? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. He's, he doesn't ever show up. 92, 1992. And guys, um, I hate to tell you this, but that took about 17 questions, so Ooh, well bang done. on. 17 bang questions, baby. We were playing 17 yep. questions. We were playing it all along. This whole time. It's the metric. 20 questions. <laughs> well, Cam, I know you have a plane to, quit, to catch back to uh, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> it was so nice popping in to we be really, exhausted in front of your audience. We really appreciate you, you uh, making the trip. and uh, Maybe, maybe one, next week? Want to fly back next week? For the- yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Why don't we, we just make you... I've got re- unlimited budget right now. It's fine. We'll yeah. make you a permanent member of the Scoop crew and just plan to fly out every week yeah. from now okay. on. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Yeah. We'll let your kids and family know. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What? This just in. Yep. Mega Man 7 has a fighting game mode in it whoa. called Mega Man Fighter. Hmm. 
they have this Nintendo Power calls it, where you put in a password and you can Mega Man and base fight in a Street Fighter style match. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's news to me. Well, yeah, try this out. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that'll work on the Legacy Collection. Mm -hmm. try it in so there. it turns out you can learn things from history texts. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. historical tests, it's, texts yeah. like Nintendo Power. Exactly. This is a first-hand source. All right. Well, that's all the scoops we have for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Cam. Thank well, you, guys. Thank you, Sam Cam. Hey, My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.